Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Coulter and I, we will be in Bozeman going over, going to do the show from the Universal Athletic there, also the Montana Football Hall of Fame, which is housed in the Universal Athletic in the headquarters there. Come check it out. It's super sweet. We got awesome. jerseys and helmets, and you got the kiosk, all of our bios. Yep. So myself, uh, Dave Guffey, former sports information director at Montana, Bob Townsley, who's a Montana historian, uh, Pat Kearney, before he passed away. We've all written biographies about all of these different guys, and there's some awesome stories. I mean, some of these guys that played back in the 20s and 30s and 40s, such good stories. So come check it out. You you will you'll recognize a lot of people and you also learn about some people that maybe you hadn't heard of from the past and it's it's a really sweet thing so come check out the montana football hall of fame i guarantee you any football fan will enjoy it yeah and we'll bring some uh, espn swag along with us so you can come by and say hi and maybe pick up a, a little something from us while you're there and also yourself some up top clothing up top is uh, helping us out with this thing they got whatever whoever you're rooting for whichever side of the divide this is a this is a real montana company here uh, put together by the anderson family speaking of colt anderson going to be on the show with us yep. tomorrow so we're really looking forward to that among others uh, i believe but, sam herder from hero sports yep. will be joining us uh i know sam was saying on twitter earlier today he's got some hero sports gear that he's giving away Ooh, so maybe okay. some hero gear as well Brock Coyle just confirmed with me, All former right. Grizz linebacker, former NFL linebacker, Bozeman native. He uh, He's going to take a break from his hunting expeditions, and he's going to come <laughs> on over and, and spend a couple minutes with us. It was it was really a big request. You know, he said, man, I'm really trying to fill this elk tag. I said, bro, I get it. I get it. You just retired. Like, do your thing. If you can make it, we'd love to have you. If you can't, I totally understand. And he just texted after he heard Jordy on the show. He texted in and says, I'll be there at 4 o'clock tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, it's going to be a fun show uh, from uh, from the Universal Athletic in Bozeman tomorrow uh, afternoon and evening. So we'll look forward uh, to that before uh, for a little state championship action at Naranchi Stadium. It'll be fun. Coulter, uh, we talked to a couple of Grizzlies in the first hour. We heard from the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, Bobby Howe. Let's hear a little bit from the head coach of uh, the Montana State Bobcats before we get to Jody Owen on the cat side of this thing on a Thursday uh, afternoon. Bobby, or excuse me, uh, Jeff Choate talking a little bit of football. Imagine that about this uh, this game, and specifically about University of Montana special teams. Special teams, I think this is the best return group in the league. I think uh, the combination of Jerry Lou McGee as the punt returner and then the Flowers kid, number 19, as their kick returner. I think those guys create a lot of problems for you, and they're very dynamic. Both of those individuals have touchdown returns this year, and we've got to do a great job of keeping the ball away from those guys, and when they get it, we've got to swarm and tackle. And then, uh, you know, the Purdy kid's about 75%, I think, on field goals on this season. And their coverage units are good. I mean, these kids, I, I know Coach Houck takes a lot of pride in the special teams units, and, and uh, you can see that coming out through film. You know, it's interesting because 
Malik Flowers doesn't do anything other than kick returns. It's what he does. It's what his role is on this football team. Jerry Louis McGee does a ton, but I don't know as as great as he has been and developed into as a as a pass catching you know option or a receiver slot guy whatever. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody more suited to punt return, specifically to punt return, than him. I mean, his get-off and his change of direction is incredible. So I think Jeff Choate is, is being honest in that assessment. When you put oh. those two together, they're, they're as good as it gets, even with Rashid Shahid, who does both, and obviously he's banged up. Well, and they got the best kick teams in the in the conference as well. I mean, here's an amazing stat for you. Mm-hmm. And this is why you gotta you got to delve into the stats more than just the number. Northern Arizona leads the league in net punting because Northern Arizona plays at 7,200 feet, and they play in a dome. So the total number of yards that they have punting are huge, but they've also given up almost 200 return yards, which is about 3.6 yards per return, which doesn't seem that much, but that because fair catches over three is actually a pretty high number. I believe, just for an example, the Seattle Seahawks, for an entire season— Gave up nine return yards in the punt game in a, in a year. In a year, right. So if you do it right, it, it's a goose egg. And that's what I'm talking about with yeah. Montana is they've given up 25 punt return yards this entire year on right. 48 punts. So that's one half of a yard per punt. Per punt. Which, which Adam Wilson has like three actual returns. I mean, yeah. Adam Wilson has been... Lights out. Lights out. Yeah. I mean, he has been... Again, you got to look at the stats. It's not about who kicks the ball the farthest. Look at inside the 20 and touchbacks or lack thereof. So average starting field position. I mean, Adam Wilson has, he's throwing darts right now. Yeah. I mean, that, the, the, think of the kickoff. We were saying, was that luck or not? Because Adam Wilson rolled the ball up the sideline. <laughs> and I truly think it was on purpose, man. I think he seriously is that skilled. He rolled it up the sideline so that his returners, know, I mean, regardless, Bobby Houck said on the on Riley Corcoran's coaches show on Wednesday night that that was the plan. That they wanted to hop the ball to Rashid Shahid so they could smash him on the very first play. And then they did, and he's on crutches the rest of the game. Yeah, well, For, that's, not when he, that's not when he got injured. But they set the tone. They did set the they tone. They set the tone on the very first kick. Regardless, mm-hmm. the coverage teams are the best in the league, statistically and otherwise. But they're all their punt return team. I mean, Jerry Lou McGee's averaging 16.2 yards per punt return. He's got a touchdown. And but it's not just the touchdown. He's had he count, count him up seven of returns of over 30 yards this year, which is amazing. You know, we talk about Dante Olson, who's who I think has a really good chance to get drafted. Talk about Jesse Sims. He's probably going to get into a camp somewhere in the NFL because he's going to put up 225 pounds 35-plus times in his pro day. He's a, I mean... He's a house. Yeah, no doubt. There's there's no there's no real guys that weigh 280 pounds that look like him as far as lean muscle mass. I mean, he's unbelievable. Jerry Lou McGee's 5'8 and 170 pounds. I still think he's going to get a shot as a partner in the NFL. Yeah. We I mean, asked the scouts about him, and, and they said, man, I mean... First of all, there's a precedent for it now. I don't think he's as fast as guys like Trendon Holiday or Noel Devine or Tavon Austin, but he's not that much slower. He's only a half a step slower, and he's that small. And we'll see. I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to hear sit here and profess that I think Jerry Louie is going to go to the NFL, but I think he's going to get a chance. The thing that 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 you need right now as a as a punt returner, first of all, somebody who who is so very sure-handed. You're going to catch the ball every single time and isn't afraid to run up there and and catch the, the thing. But also, if you can avoid the first guy or the first wave one way or another and get positive yardage, that's that's big time. You, you don't... The, the kick teams, the next level, are so good that... I mean, that's why you, why do you never see punt returns? Well, because there's just not an opportunity. It's not physically possible the way they set you up. And a mistake is made every once in a while where you might have a chance to do that. But it's exceedingly rare. Um, but if you can get a ball, get by a guy or two and get that thing 15 yards in the right direction, I mean that's a that's a thirty five yard swing, man. That's a third of the field compared to quote not not catching it and letting it go. Uh, and Montana's been very good at it. By the way, Montana State they got a, a, a really good kicking game as well, particularly place kicking. At least in in I mean, there's not many coaches that are going to set up for a fifty seven yard field goal at the FCS level and even attempt it. 
That's back a, in Bozeman. That's the other reason I think you got to kind of look into the stats too, because you look at Tristan Bailey, and this is the thing I, I hate that when the the le- when the all league stuff comes out, I feel like a lot of times the coaches, first of all, it's so hard for them to vote because you don't see everybody, you don't see everybody, yep. and uh, but also sometimes. They're trying to get through 13 teams, and they're trying to lobby for their guys who they think most deserves it. And a lot of times, people just throw down some stats, and you look at it, and you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to vote the kid who made the most field goals. I mean, make no mistake, Trey Tuttle from Weaver State is going to be the first-team all-league kicker. He's made 19 field goals this year. That's, I mean, that's an absurd number in a single season, and he deserves it. He's a returning All-American. He deserves it. Tristan Bailey, he's 10 of 15 from field goals, which is solid but not lights out, not like an all-league type percentage. But you look at his... He's 10 of 11 from inside 49 yards, and then they've lined him up for four 52-plus yarders, and he made one, so congratulations to him. But, I mean, the kids straight won him a game. I mean, he won him a game at Western Illinois. He made yes. three field goals, and that was the difference. They won by nine, and he's been really good otherwise. So, uh, Montana State, they do have a good kicking game for sure, but I do give the edge to the Grizz because... Jeff Choate's a great special teams coach. Jay Hill's a great special teams coach. Bobby Houck is the best special mm-hmm. teams coach. Mm-hmm. Bobby Houck, I've never covered a Bobby Houck team still. That's a great streak that I have going that hasn't scored a touchdown on special teams during the nine years that I've covered him. Malik Flowers took one to the house last year. Malik Flowers took one to the house this year. Jerry Lou McGee took one to the house this year. I mean, you look at the great punt returners in Grizz history, LaVander Seegers, Jefferson Heidelberger, Mark Mariani. Now Jerry Lou McGee, they all had a, ch- a chance to play for Bobby Houck. They all took one to the house with Bobby Houck calling the schemes. Uh, Jeff Choate was answering a question uh, that was unrelated to what he ultimately said, uh, which which does happen uh, from time to time, and we love it because you get you get more you get more from him. And uh, he just took kind of a turn in here, but I thought he, he he sort of realized in a moment that he hadn't really said anything about Dalton Steed, and so he said, "Oh, well, this is an opportunity for me to talk about uh, the uh, Montana quarterback." Here's what he said: I, "I'd be obviously remiss if I didn't mention Dalton Steed." And, uh, you know, he's a young man that makes the whole thing go. You talk about all these component parts, but, I mean, he's a guy that he's a courageous leader. You can just tell that. He's a tough kid, uh, you know, built thick in the lower body, hard to bring down in the open field, accurate passer, very strong arm, and he has that confidence, that swagger you can kind of just see. And you can see, even see, you know, uh, as good as Cam did for him in terms of running their show for him. But when things got down at Idaho, you insert that guy, and there's an immediate jump in the performance of everybody in that huddle. And so that tells you what kind of leader he is. And so, uh, you know, that's what we're up against. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. You know, it's so interesting to me because Jeff Choate in, in fall camp was pretty clear that the criteria for who he was going to have at quarterback was actually the guy who he felt got the better response from his teammates. And I only mention that because he, he, that's what he pointed out about Dalton Sneed was the, the way that the guys around him respond. And I think that, uh, I don't know. I thought I thought I thought that was interesting. And Jeff Choate was very complimentary of a lot of people. Like if you listen to the entire twenty-five minute press conference, you know he was he, he he. I mean, this is the standard now that you give it up, but more or less to the the team that you're going to play. But he spent a fair amount of time. Pretty interesting. Doing though, that. I thought it was pretty interesting though. He delineated from his normal way of being when they were preparing for both Southern Utah and Northern Colorado. The only guy he praised on either team was Jacob Nip. Mm-hmm. His Southern Utah, he had he has his own way of being complimentary and. Sort of weird ways, not weird, uh, different ways. He said, I'll tell you this about Southern Utah. DeMario's got them improving. 
You know, th- right. they beat Idaho State last year. They are peaking for, by their standards. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. But but <laughs> the way he talks about the Grizzly, you can read into it, though, because yeah. the way he talked about the Grizz, he thinks the Grizz are dang good. You can tell he thinks the Grizz are dang good. He was asked, uh, is it different? Is this game different, or is it just one in another long list of, of 12 games in a season? Yeah, I think it's different. I mean, I think our guys are... Uh, we have, you know, 45% of our roster is Montana kids. They got a bunch of Montana kids. I mean, I think it's foolish not to pretend that, like, this isn't a big deal. These guys are going to have to answer to this for the rest of their lives. This is a forever game. It, it's so interesting because he continued from there, but you can't make it too big a deal. But he just said they're going to have to answer for this for the rest of their lives, and this is a lifetime type of game. And you know what? It is. It is. What, 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 what are we going to do this whole week? We're going to talk to Cole Anderson and Jordy Tripp and Jody Owens and man, and everybody and say, what was it like to play in the Cat Grizz football game? What do you remember about being in Bozeman, about coming out of the tunnel with the Copper jerseys, about everything? Like, this is the one. Nobody cares that you beat Sacramento State 65-7. to No one this is what this is what it always will come back to. 100%, man. If you go out and took a poll of Cat fans and say, you know, who was the quarterback of the 2002 Bobcats? Travis Lule. Right. Who, when did the Cats end the streak? 2002. When's the last time the Cats won in Missoula? Last year. They would know every single one of them. Who did Rob Ash beat for his first playoff win? No clue. <laughs> that was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. It's so true, though, yeah, man. But it's not just really unique to the Cats, either. I mean, the Grizz have even had much more playoff success than the Cats in the last 25 years. But you'd be hard-pressed to find... You know, hey, take me to the, through the 2011 playoff run of the semifinals for the Grizz. Oh. Who would they beat? No idea. No chance. Who would they beat in the to stamp the regular season? The number one ranked Bobcats. Yeah. People would just know. They just know. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it does. It stands out and it's something that lives on and it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Colter, we're gonna have Jody o- Jody Owens on uh, here. He's the 2012 Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year for Montana State, two-time All-American, uh, and an absolutely outstanding player. And was on the right side of this game on a couple occasions as well. Uh, some nightmares for the for some Grizzlies uh, coming back with Jody Owens, no doubt about it. But before we get to him here in about oh ten minutes from now. Let's talk about this game a little bit through the lens of Montana State and what they need to do to be successful because Montana has been a rising tide all season long. And you even asked, uh, uh, I forget who it was, doesn't matter, but you, you know, you said you see, it seems like Montana just gets better each week, almost like visibly. Cole Anderson, so I was talking to you. Okay. And, and I think people on Saturdays are seeing a team that looks like it's unstoppable. And Montana State has been really good this year, but not dominant, at least to the eye test of most fans, the way that Montana has been. And Montana, again, not playing any game that's been closer than 14 points, and they wiped the number three team in the nation last week in the whole thing. And so, uh, you know, there is this this idea that Montana is just going to go have their way to an extent, with Montana State. I think that's selling Montana State short, but also I think people are just so impressed with, with, with what's going on with Montana right now. But when you look at the Cats and what they bring to the table and what they do well and how they match up with the Grizzlies, I know you personally, you got a lot of belief that this game is going to be way better, way closer than what a lot of people are thinking at this very moment. No, absolutely. And I think that it's the, it's a it's a microcosm of the narrative that surrounded Montana State all year. They haven't been as good at quarterback as you want them to be. They just haven't. Sometimes they look just god-awful at quarterback. And that skews people's perception of the entire thing. But I also think this Cat team has been very mercurial. They've been very volatile. Sometimes they're getting wailed on at home in their first conference game by Northern Arizona. They're down 21 nothing. They could not have tried to beat themselves worse. You have some of your best players, you know, Jacquey Allen and Logan Jones, turning the ball over, which is just completely and utterly uncharacteristic. Why? What are we doing here? And then they flip a switch and run the ball straight down your throat, and they win that game by 17 points. And then when you're looking at it through the rear view, it's like, well, they just dominated NAU. But they looked really bad in that game for portions. But then also really, really good. Right. The Cal Poly game, everybody points that. Cal Poly is the last place team in the league right now. They only got one league victory. The Cats needed a walk-off touchdown in overtime to beat them. Well, they blew a 28-7 lead to get to overtime. Bad. But then the way that they sealed the game, the way that they got multiple tackles for loss to push Cal Poly out of field goal range, and then the way that they punished them and boom, end the game, good. 
So th- there's been such good and bad, and Montana has just been basically bad for the first 20 minutes of games and absolutely a juggernaut the last 40 minutes of games. Pretty much every single game. The only game that they, the only two games they weren't like that were Sacramento State and Weber State. Sac State, Jerry McGee scores a 67 yard touchdown on the second or third play of the game. Not much else goes well for Montana the rest of the day. Weber State, Grizz are up 14 minutes. I mean, Grizz are up 14 nothing in the blink of a 14 3, I guess, in the blink of an eye, and and then 21 3, and then they're cruising. I think that there's, um, there's distinct styles in this league for sure. Weber State's whole style is to get ahead of you. And then grind you. Sac State's whole style is to just throw a flurry at you and try to score 35 points before halftime and then sit back and let the pass rush take hold. Get a three-score lead, make you have to throw the ball, and let Giorgio Bina go nuts. Montana State, I think they're still trying to find their groove of what their style might be. I doesn't di- that Isn't that in itself sort of concerning? No. Because if you know what they do on, it's concerning from a defensive standpoint. I think that that's one where one place they've turned the corner. The first eight weeks of the season, the defense showed maybe quarter-long flashes of how good they could be, but did not play complete games at all. They have played complete they games have. for the last month. 17 you, points is the most they've allowed in their last four games. I think they're giving up 13 points per game over the last four. And not only that, but they've been doing it by... I mean, they're holding. They, they, again, you got to look deeper into the stats. They're fifth in the league in pass defense, but they're allowing the least amount of yards per completion of anybody in the league. They've given up the least amount of passing touchdowns of anybody in the league, and they lead the league in passer efficiency against rating. So those stats show you how hard they're making it on quarterbacks. Just because they're getting thrown for on for two hundred forty yards, you have to look deeper. It's 240 yards because they got the third-best rush defense in the conference. It's 240 yards because they're making teams throw the ball 35, 40 times against them. That's what they want because they want Bryce Sturck, Derek Marks, Chase Benson. So the defense has been better. I think offensively it makes sense because you have a young and struggling, by and large, quarterback. But I I will say this, Tucker Rovick played his best game as a Bobcat last week against UC Davis. 17 of 25, I think, 240 yards. Yep. No touchdowns, but no interceptions. Efficient. He hit, and, he hit and, Kevin Cassis with two deep passes. He hit Travis Johnson with a pass. That's Kevin Cassis went for like 135 yards uh, on yeah. eight receptions. He had a huge day, monster day as well. Totally. But the other thing you got to understand about Montana State's offense is because their running game is so diverse, they have so many different packages and so many different elements that they can throw at you, but it takes a little while to, to try out what's going to work. Like when you watch the Northern Colorado game, the, Jeff Choate said this. He said, we just tried to soften the edges initially. So they ran a bunch of plays they hadn't run before. Tyrone Marshall ran the ball five times on wide receiver reverses, trying to get those linebackers out of position. Jordy Tripp was talking about it the first segment of this show. When you're an outside linebacker, the quarterback is staring at you. Are you cheating in? Okay, great. I'm checking the bubble screen. Are you cheating out? Great. I'm checking the power right at you. It's the same thing with messing with those outside linebackers with softening the edges. But what Montana State does with their gap scheme stuff it's not a coincidence that they run the. I mean, I, I, I had this isn't an official statistic, but I would venture to guess that Montana State has rushed for sixty percent or more of their rushing yards after halftime, because they, they make so many adjustments. That's. I mean, Brian Armstrong was criticized heavily for his play calling the one year he was the offensive coordinator, and then he got demoted from that role, and Matt Miller took over. But he's still the run game coordinator, and he's still the offensive line coach. And Jeff Choate has said this from day one, and I truly believe this to be true. Brian Armstrong is one of the great in-game adjusters when it comes to the gap scheme stuff that they run in the scope of a game. So people talk about halftime adjustments. That's what Montana State's so good at. Some teams don't really adjust that much at halftime, including Montana. Bobby Houck talks about that all the time. We just stick to the plan, we trust the plan, and we roll. But Brian Armstrong, they they have the ability to implement new stuff and – it's part of the way that they operate. It, I mean, they're going to fill you out, and then they're going to change stuff to keep your head spinning. Yeah. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Jody Owens joining us here in about oh, 10 minutes from now, a little less than that. But, uh, Colton, that's, that's something that I think people, it's easy to look at Montana and sit here and go, oh, well, they're so, they've been so much better in the second half. Obviously, they're fixing things at halftime. But I think what it, to your point, they've got, they've got an entire game sort of mapped out in, in in sort of what they want to do and how they want to get there. And a lot of what they're doing at the beginning of the game is setting up what they're doing later in the game. A lot of what they're doing in the beginning of the game is seeing how teams are going to play them so they know which plays to go to later in the game. But they're not sitting here going, 
okay, we're going to start doing this, draw it up on the whiteboard at half. This is the this is the key to the lock. And that's not a bad thing either. And if Montana State can do that, that's big time because Montana, they may not adjust all that much from what they're doing, you know, half one to half two. I, I described the way that the other three big-time contenders in the big sky sort of play stylistically. Montana is like... How can I describe this in a, in a in a way that would give people a good visual? It's like if you had a top that's going to spin, and the more you twist it and wind it up, the faster and longer it's going to spin. That's Montana's style. And by the time that the third, midway through the third quarter rolls around, they want to pull that string and have that top spin as fast as it possibly mm. can and spin you off the map. They are totally fine with giving... I mean, again, I said this earlier in the week. People have given Justin Calhoun some 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 hard times for being. I mean, this guy's getting picked on a man coverage. He gave up six catches last week. He got called for multiple PIs. That's part of the scheme. It, it's not as if they want him to get diced and sliced, but they put him on an island and give him hardly any help. And they know he's a good open field tackler, and they know he's a really co- competitive cover guy. So. They know that he's going to be all right. He's not going to give up a touchdown. And if he's out there on an island and he's giving up catches, but he's making the tackle, Jace Lewis, Dante Olsen, Jesse Sims, Patrick O'Connell, they're hitting the opposing quarterback. And guess what? You keep hitting him and keep hitting him. I mean, just think of that exact that exact stretch in Weber State. Jake Constantine hit the McPherson, Ty McPherson, for a first down, then got a P.I. on Justin Calhoun, another first down. Weber State's in the red zone. But every time, Constantine got hit. And then what happened? He gets hit again, and he throws a pick. That's the whole style. They want to just wind you up. So they're just going to keep bringing it, keep bringing it, keep bringing it, keep bringing it because they know that they're a more highly conditioned team and a more relentless team. So that's going to be the, the interesting part, though, because Montana State, they do like to feel you out. I don't know how much feeling out you can do in this game. That part could be advantage Montana, but I can't wait to see the battle in the trenches. Check out SkylineSportsMT.com. We've got matchup stories about every single one yeah, of, great of, of what's going on. Like the, In my mind, the four key matchups. And in my mind, the four key matchups are Montana's receivers versus MSU's secondary. The Cat run game versus the Grizz run defense, namely Dante Olsen and Jace Lewis. And then the battle in the trenches and the magnitude of the matchup. Who embraces just the moment? Who, who can handle the psychological elements of the game? That's my fourth matchup. But that trenches story, it really puts it into perspective because I think when you really break down the modern history of this rivalry, the last 20 years of this rivalry, the team with the better fronts has won almost every single time, and the Cats have had better fronts than the Grizz, but the Grizz fronts have gotten so much better. Hmm. And that's why I'm so curious, how, how much better has the Grizz offensive line gotten? Because they're about to see one of the best defensive fronts in the country on Saturday. How much better has the Grizz defensive line gotten? Well, they're about to see one of the better offensive lines in the conference as well. Great tests for both sides coming into this game. We'll take a break. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Iwanis. Here's some sports news for you. The state football championship matchup at the high school level are all set for this weekend across the state of Montana. A class AA, Naranchi Stadium in Butte will be at capacity as the undefeated Bulldogs and their outstanding offense, powered by senior quarterback and Montana State commit Tommy Mallott, welcome one loss Bozeman to town. The Hawks' stingy defense has given up just a single touchdown or less in five of its last eight games. Their lone loss came in the second game of the season against Missoula Big Sky on September 6th. Kick off for this one Friday night at 7 p.m. In Class A, it's a showdown between the top two seeds out of the East as 11-0 Miles City welcomes 10-1 Laurel to town. 
Miles City coming off a 28-14 win over Hamilton, while Laurel got past Dillon on the road 21-12. In Class B, Manhattan upset top-ranked Fairfield in the semis, earning the right to host the state championship versus Lincoln County. That's Eureka, who got the better of Red Lodge in their semifinal game. In Class C, eight-man, it's Fairview versus Alberton Superior Co-op. They call them Clark Fork. That game will be played at Rocky Mountain College in Billings, which is a long ways away from Superior. Yes. And in six-man, Weibo heads to Jordan to play Garfield County. Uh, all the state championship games from A through C are Saturday at 1 o'clock and Saturday at noon. You may be aware the 119th play of the Cat-Grizz game. It'll kick off from Bozeman for the Grizz. Three fifth-year seniors from the state of Montana. Josh Sandry, Colin Bingham, and Jesse Sims for the Montana State. Eight of them. Jody Owens, outstanding Montana State football player, joining us here momentarily. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris, 2904 West Broadway in Missoula. They are hosting their seventh annual snow day on Saturday, December 7th. Make sure you get there 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. One day only. Save a ton of money and get everybody off your Christmas list and maybe even yourself as well at the uh, at Kurtz Polaris. If you would uh, like to listen live and, you know, who doesn't want to listen live, but maybe you're out of the reach of your signal or your radio, maybe you're at work, maybe you're out of the country, 1029ESPN.com. That's where you go, 1029ESPN.com. That is the uh, 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 website, and you can listen live on the Listen Live tab. The stream is brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. We'll be joined by Jody Owens here in just a moment. But Coulter, for folks who you know don't maybe don't know everything, don't remember all of what how great a player he was, tell them just a little bit about Jody Owens and all a consensus All American football player from Montana State, the Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year, his senior year. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, in in Montana State's old defensive scheme, they used their entire run fit principle was based on filtering everything back to the wide side of the field to the will linebacker. And the will linebacker had to be the surest tackler in the league. And that position, Jody Owens and then Alex Singleton, those guys were locked down. I mean, those guys were first-team All-Americans four years in a row, two times each. And that had a huge amount to do with Jody Owens' success. But Jody Owens was um, an, an absolutely pivotal figure in, in this rivalry in Rob Ash's success as the head coach. He came to Bozeman from uh, a tiny town in Texas, but he, he played at Mesquite High School, and he played a small high school, and he was really under-recruited, and he took a chance and came to Montana State, and that, he was one of the first Texas guys. Then the next year, they landed an entire plane full of Texas guys, and Darius <laughs> McGee, and they brought, they brought nine dudes from the Dallas area to Montana State on a visit, and they all made a pact on the way home. Let's go up there and win it. And those dudes did, and that Texas connection was so huge for those Bobcat teams. At one point, they had 20, maybe 22 Texas guys. So this Cat Grizz game, it was like Cat Grizz with some Texas flavor for a couple of years because you yeah. had 45 Montans, 25 Texans playing for Montana State. And I know those guys, that was one thing I talked to a lot of them about, Jody and Trey Robinson, Denarius McGee. They all talked about how when they came to Montana State, they felt the passion for football like it is in mm. Texas. And mm. it was easier to acclimate because they knew people loved it like people in the Lone Star State love it. We go now to the Range Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in the aforementioned Jody Owens, outstanding player for Montana State, an All-American, and All-Big Sky uh, player. Jody, thanks so much for being with us, especially here less than 48 hours from the Cat-Grizz game. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm excited for sure. Excited. When you, uh, when I mean, you you played so many great games in this rivalry, but at this point in your life, when you come back around to it every year, what's it like as you build up to it just in your own life and getting ready to watch the game? What do you think about? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I be itching, like itching for, you know, the guys and, and wanting to see, you know, all their hard work and their preparation that they've put in, not only for this game, just throughout the year, um, I just try to follow and, and see what's going on. Uh, I'm doing my research on all the guys, and it's a it's such a big deal. And I didn't realize how big of a deal it was in, until I'm no longer, you know, actively a part of it as far as being able to go out and play. So I mean, I, I'm just excited for the guys and excited for them to to make a stamp in, in history. 
J.O., it's Coulter. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it, man. Good catching up with you. But when I asked you, when I hit you up on Twitter, I asked you, I said, hey, hey, Coach, can I get a follow uh, so I can send you a message? And you said, I'll follow you if you make sure to pick the right team this week. So I know that you still, <laughs> I know that you still care passionately about this rivalry. But when you think about the Grizzlies and you think about the battles you guys had with those guys, what do you remember most? And what sort of emotions does that bring up in you when you think about Montana? Uh, when I think about Montana, I just think uh, just some hard-nosed players. They, they were always tough, knew it was going to be a battle. Uh, especially, uh, I think about uh, 2009 when we played against those guys that were up in Bozeman. And just having the opportunity to compete against a really good team. I know uh, one of the guys that kind of stuck out to me, and I, I kind of took something from him, was, was Mark Mariani. Just being able to compete against him, and I wanted to see what was the, all the hype about. I'm like I've been... Played against some some good players, but I know one play in particular that that sticks out in my mind. Uh, they ran like an outside zone away from the play. I was playing like a, a Sam linebacker at that point, and so Mark's job was to to block me. And the ball was all the way across the field, and the the how he came and blocked me, and, and he wanted to make sure I didn't make the play. And I'm like, Mark, the, the ball's way over there. But <laughs> what I took from it is the, the effort that you have to play with in that robbery and just, you know, totally just at all times. And that what made him a great player. And I, and I took that from him. And I knew that it didn't matter where the ball was at. I had to pursue it. And I had to make sure I was there. And so I think that's one of the, you know, simple things that separated me within the robbery is the effort piece. One of the most memorable games of this decade was the first Cackers game of this decade, 2010. I'm not sure I've ever been so cold in my life. It was not only a cold day, but it was a windy day with like ice in the air. But you, yeah. guys, you guys come into Washington Grizzly Stadium. Lorenzo Davis has the memorable touchdown run. Chase Reynolds fumbles on the goal line. And you guys, you guys win in Missoula to stamp the first of three straight Big Sky Conference championships. What do you remember about that afternoon? Oh, man, it, like you said, it was cold. I'm not sure how cold it was. Renzo ran the ball hard. B. Um, McGee, he was solid. He did everything we needed. C.J. Palmer, he scored a touchdown. And I know uh, the, the play with Chase Reynolds fumbling on the goal line, I, I ended up forcing a fumble on that one. Uh, coach called a, a really good call, sent me through the A-gap, and I just knew I had to hit him as hard as I could in order for something to happen. I didn't think the ball would come out, but when it did, I knew we had a really good chance to, to make history and, and get this thing, get the robbery swinging back our way. So it, it was exciting. And then Coach Ryder, well, Mike Ryder now, <laughs> he um, he got the interception at the end to seal the deal. It, it was a phenomenal afternoon. We came in, we were focused, we knew what we wanted to do, and we knew we had to leave that field with the W. It was no other choice. Jody Owens joining us, a uh, former Montana State Bobcat. He was a 2012 Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year, a two-time All-American, outstanding player for Montana State. But, Jody, you hail from Mesquite, Texas originally. And, and when you first came to Bozeman, a bunch of guys, as Coulter was telling us before, came to Montana State after from the state of Texas that you got there. But what was it for you where you said, yeah, I think I can go up here to this Canadian bordering state and play <laughs> football coming from Texas? Well, the interesting thing about that, it was actually a Grizzly that recruited me to come to, to Bozeman, Coach Justin Gaines. The, the the passion that he had in recruiting and the, the passion he had in the rivalry kind of sparked my interest in it. And then when I, when I got up to Bozeman on my recruiting trip, that was my uh, first interaction with the fans. And th- that's what they told me. Like, hey, if you come here, you got to beat the Grizzlies. This, that's how you're remembered, by beating the Grizzlies. I'm like, yeah, okay, and then I I went to the game in 2008 in Missoula, and I realized, okay, yeah, this is the real deal, and just all the history that that's involved in it, I mean, I'm so glad I was able to be a part of it, you know, just being from Mesquite, I never thought I would be playing in snow, but, I mean, <laughs> it brought out the toughness in me, and we made it work, so just definitely proud to be a part of it. Saturday is going to be the first t- matchup between when both teams are in the top 10 since 2011. 
And that 2011 yeah. game, I know that that was probably one of the saltiest memories of your career because that was the game when you guys were number one. Montana came to Bozeman and beat you. But I don't want to ask you about that game. I want to ask you about the next you year. You just want to tear the scab no, off? No, is I, that what yeah. you want to do? Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, man. On I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tee this one up for you. I'm trying to ask you about bouncing back the next year, though, because you guys actually got the last laugh. Your group, your senior class, you come into Missoula the next year, and you win 16-7 in uh, just slugfest, defensive battle. And um, that kept the Grizz out of the playoffs. I think that was the first time they had made the playoffs in 20 years, and it stamped a losing mm-hmm. record. So what do you remember about the 2011 game influencing your senior year? How much motivation did that provide you, and how were you guys able to then bounce back and win in Missoula for the second straight time? Well, okay, okay. starting with 2011. Okay, so we were number one in the, in the nation, like you mentioned. And, I mean, they, they did a good job. They they ran the ball. I mean, I think that's the most important factor in this rivalry is being able to run the ball, and they did a good job of it. Although the game doesn't count anymore because of the what, they played a legal player. I'm not sure exactly what happened. So <laughs> let's go ahead and erase that out of all of our memories. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, 2012, it was no question that we were going we, – we had to win. It was no – no question about it, you know, just how they did us at home. And we kind of got on our high horse a little bit and thought we could just walk in and, you know, and those guys were going to lay down, and it didn't happen. So 2012, again, it was much like 2010. It was, okay, we're, we're back to it. We're focused. We, we will beat the Grizzlies. Whatever it takes, uh, we will get the job done. And so just the, the preparation just from that moment in 2011 until 365 when we were able to come back and, and come to Missoula, hostile environment, and, and get the job done. I mean, it was a testament to, to great leadership that we had and great coaching. And, you know, guys were focused. We knew what we wanted to do, and we, we went in there and did it back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. So a big Sky Conference championship, something that I'm very proud of. Jody Owens joining us, former uh, Montana State uh, defensive uh, defensive linebacker player and uh, played the def- it was a conference defensive player of the year uh, in 2012 and a two-time All-American. And Jody, right now, you're a coach. You've moved on into the ranks of, of the coaches uh, there, I believe, in, what are you, in Sioux City, Iowa? Is that where you're at right now? Yeah, I'm at uh, Briarcliff University. So this is my first year as a defensive coordinator. So it was definitely an experience, but it's one that I'll definitely – you know, taking uh, use it to to get better and be better. Um, not the year that we wanted. We finished uh, five and six, but defensively we played pretty good. We got two shutouts throughout the year, and then we finished a number two in our conference as far as total defense. So we did some good things, but you know, I'm never going to be satisfied. No matter whatever happens, I always going to want more. And I think I I carry the passion that I play with into coaching and just fired up to, to be able to develop young men. Well, that's that's awesome. That's such a cool thing to do and uh, and to work on and to per- perfect your craft and also, like you say, be be influential to the kids that are, that are coming through as well. But here's what I want to know. There you are in Iowa. You got the Cat Grizz game coming up. I don't know how many other people around you are going to appreciate what's going on here. So on Saturday, like, what are you doing? Are you conference calling in with some of your old teammates or are you trying to convince people, hey, this is the game you got to watch. Put all that other stuff on the shelf. How's this going to go? Yes, I'll be with my family. Uh, my my mother-in-law will be in town. My my wife will be there. And my son, uh, so he's the second. He, he'll be there. We'll all be in our Bobcat gear, and we're going to tune in and root our Bobcats on and let everybody, you know, hear us screaming at the TV <laughs> and, and know that the, hopefully the cats come out with a W at the end of the day. So well, that's the plan. Jody, man, this is awesome. This is so fun to talk to you. We appreciate it. Some great memories uh, that you provided over the years for everybody in the state of Montana and beyond as well. We certainly wish you the the best in, in the coaching that you're up to, and uh, and we'll have fun watching it with you on Saturday, all right? Okay, sounds good. I appreciate your time, and thanks for asking me to come on. You know, there's never an issue with that. Um, I just want to say go Cats. Thanks, Jay. I'll be hitting you up soon about this all-decade team, too, but good talking to you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, perfect. Thank you, Coulter. Have a good one. There you go. Jody Owens. How great was that, man? Man, I love those Texas guys, man. When I first moved to Bozeman, and people were like, oh, Missoula guy, why are you going to work covering the Cats? And why do you want to cover, you know, why are you working at the Chronicle? And I'm like, I mean, first of all, Daenerys McGee and Jody Owens are 
interview gold. I yeah. mean, these guys <laughs> love football more than life yeah. itself. And yeah. they're, I mean, those those dudes are awesome. Though I have fond fond memories. It's been fun catching up with all these guys from both sides of the rivalry. I mean, I've known Jordy Tripp since he was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. He, I, he's my brother's age. I've known him my whole life, and to just have him, to, you know, follow his whole career, cover him in college, and then have him play all those years in the NFL, and then to get him to come in here and, and do our show with us. So cool, man. Like, I don't, I, I, Ty Gregorak's the first story I ever wrote for the Missoulian was about Coach Ty when he was a 24 year old assistant, brand new to the University of Montana. You know, and Jody is a dude that I've known since he first started playing at Montana State. And now that he's a coach, he's a dad, like he said, he's married. Congratulations right. to him on the great family. It, it's just super fun. And I think that's what I wanted to emphasize when we were talking about it on Monday, man. You could be competitive and fun. And it also can just be good-hearted, and everybody can just enjoy themselves. It doesn't have to be vitriol and hate. Just, uh, right. just make it fun. Make it fun. Keep it fun. That's what all these guys are doing. That's what everybody out there should do, too. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We've been doing Cat Grizz. We're going to keep doing Cat Grizz. We're going to do Cat Grizz from Bozeman tomorrow. But we do got to get a little bit of NFL in, don't we? A couple picks against the spread coming at you next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. It's time now for our Katie O'Keefe's NFL Picks Against the Spread. Uh, We are going to give away. A little bit of Katie O'Keefe's here at the end. Here. So let's just do it right now. Okay, call us do right it. now. 329-1899. So we don't, so we're not up against it. 329-1899. We got a $25 gift card for you for Katie O'Keefe's. I went down there on Sunday. Actually, each of the last two Sundays. Best place in Missoula to watch football on Sunday. Great. No question. It's awesome. They have every game on. They have little tags underneath the TVs telling you which game's which. And they have a whole bunch of engaged fans. So you'll see more jerseys than... Anywhere in Missoula. I mm-hmm. mean, there's all sorts of passionate fans. It's a great place. Go check it out. KU keeps in 2100 Stevens Avenue in the Stevens Center. Make sure you turn left, go downstairs, check out the big new spacious area and watch NFL football. 329 1899 25 bucks. KU keeps. Indianapolis at Houston, Coulter. The Houston Texans are a three and a half point home favorite in an AFC South divisional matchup versus the Indianapolis Colts. Who do you like in this one? Man. That, that loss last week bad by the Texans is mm-hmm. one of those losses that completely alters your opinion of a team. I mean, right. they got their they got destroyed. Whooped. Yes, they did. Uh, and they did a lot look good. And Deshaun Watson did look good. DeAndre Hopkins is taking a step back. I don't know how that happened. I think it's... I don't know if that's true. It's, it is true, man. I mean, he it, it, he's the best receiver in the league the last two years, and he's not the best receiver in the league right now. So he took a step back. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I I'm, not talking about De- I'm not talking Watson. about Watson. I think Watson's no, no, no. kind of yeah, just yeah. lingering yeah. right where he was. It, Hopkins is not as good. He's not as productive as he was. He the, I mean, the numbers don't lie. He is not as productive yeah. as he was. Yeah. Uh, that said, and I, yeah, I don't know. I, I got Indy in this game. How do you? What do you think? Indy as a a road underdog is probably a good pick. Here's the thing: the NFL is more week to week than it's ever been. So again, I don't think. The fact that they got demolished by Baltimore, I think that's as much maybe a rallying cry as it is a indictment of who they are. Uh, I still, I this is who the Texans are. They're just they're a team that's okay, but they're never as good as you want them to be, or as good as you think that they should be. Indy is overachieving this year. I probably go with the Colts. But Brissett's still out. 
No, he's back. He's back. Jacoby Brissett's back. I definitely got Colts then. Okay, Carolina at New Orleans. The Saints lost to Atlanta, who's all of a sudden on a tear. They lost, That was like a couple weeks ago. They bounced back. They're nine-and-a-half-point favorite, though, over Carolina, who's a very hot and cold team. Yeah, Carolina sucks. Okay. Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Allen, Kyle Allen came back down to earth last week, threw four picks. It's over for him. Yeah, now okay. everybody's figured out they're going to replicate the exact same game plans. I got the Saints running away with this. I, I'm taking the Saints at home as well. Seattle at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, one-and-a-half-point favorite. This game we will have for you on Sunday here on ESPN Radio. I got the Seattle Seahawks, man. Going on, I mean, I know it's the road. I know it's Philadelphia. I got the Seahawks winning this game outright. I don't want to hear about underdog for the Seattle Seahawks. Philly right now. is either the uh, most overrated 500 team in the league or the most underachieving good team in the league. They have the most fascinating lines every week. I mean, they were they were only three point dogs against the Patriots last week, Crazy. They, and they only lost by seven. They're favorites against the Seahawks, even though the Seahawks are better. I, I, I don't know the the whole. Seahawks sucking on the East Coast thing is gone. They've I think they won five straight in yeah. the Eastern time zone, so I got Seattle to win this game. This is two of the games of the day now. Dallas at New England's the number one offense, remarkably, in the NFL in terms of total uh, total offense. Dallas going against the number one defense in New England. The Patriots six and a half point favorites at home. I'm I'm all over the New England Patriots in this one. If you're gonna give me Belichick against Jason Garrett, whatever the number is, give me Belichick. Lay the points. Totally agree. Game of the day. 100%. Gots to have it. Green Bay Packers on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. Look, San Francisco 49ers are legit good. The, the Packers are good. I don't know if they're legit good yet. I think this will be a, a telltale sort of game, as good as that defense is for San Francisco. I'm looking forward to seeing the Green Bay Packers up against it. I think it helps that Green Bay is coming off a bye to go against San Francisco. The Niners a three-point home favorite. I mean, come on, Colt. You know what I'm going to do here. The yep. Packers straight up. Me too. Really? Ooh, that makes Haven't me you feel noticed good. that I've picked the Packers every single week this year? You want to know why? Because the Packers should win every week. Because they got the best <laughs> player in the league. <laughs> totally agree. Boys and girls, we'll say goodbye from Missoula. We will say hello to you from Bozeman tomorrow afternoon. Detail Nuanas from Universal Athletic and the Montana Football Hall of Fame, along with uh, Up Top Clothing. We appreciate all of it. We'll be there. Brock Coyle, Colt Anderson, maybe Dane Fletcher. We got a star-studded crew. It's going to be a lot be of sure fun. Be sure to check us out. Come by and see us, too. Universal Athletic on 7th Avenue, the big headquarters. Get some up-top gear. Get anything you need for the game. And you can see our pretty faces, and you can read some stories about Montana Football Hall of Fame. See you there. The rabbits rush around the brush. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.